Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Nolcast. Bud, got a wake preview to uh, put on tonight. We'll be talking about that. A couple other things. want to always thank our sponsors. Went to, uh, I'm doing a little something in Charlotte tomorrow night. Part of it is uh, bringing a couple bottles of tarpon cellars. So had had nice. a little bit of the uh, cab left over from my, uh, shindig in february but went up grabbed a little white at the store up the street always a fantastic wine longtime sponsor of nolcast tarpentcellars.com coupon code nolcast just a couple of seminoles making a name out in wine country and a longtime sponsor partner and driving force behind the podcast so big thanks to them uh congrats to you by the way on uh the battle's end cracking 1000 members i saw that on social media yeah been a good week uh we're all, we're about 1150 at this point but so plugging away at it man definitely that's uh that's once it hits that critical mass there's I'll a good article on I think uh, Dave Clawson might have signed up last night but uh I saw those quotes I'm not sure that was sure those were strong very much directed at Mike and, and his staff but uh that was that was a nice quote it yeah there's there's no doubt about it um Good article on uh, the Technicum. I'll send it to you. It's, I think it's like a tech blog. Uh, I actually don't know what it is, but I I, I read the article. It, it's in, it's called One Thousand True Fans. Oh, have you read this? Oh, it's I've been essay. this has been a driving force of mine for since you and I started the Nolcast. Yeah, yeah, Thousand yeah, yeah. True Fans. Absolutely great. Okay, yeah. I didn't know you had read it, but yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. Um, maybe I'll link it in the show notes, or I'll put it in the uh, I'll put it in the live chat. Uh, Jay Robbins said, "What did Clawson say?" He basically said that people don't respect Mike Norvell as like a genius play caller, basically like one of the most underrated play callers out there. Got to spend a lot of time with him. Uh, I think they played Memphis played wake in the Birmingham bowl. Perhaps it, it was. And so we got to spend some time with him that week and had a bunch of respect for him. And, uh, and also just really, uh, really likes the guy. And uh, also said that Florida state, uh, their collective has their act together but yet they're not reckless with it basically. And like they, they do a great job of retention of players. And then he, he thinks it translates to other players. Uh, also uh, like in the portal, understanding the opportunities in Tallahassee it essentially is the, is a rundown, but like they haven't been done with it. So uh, I, I thought that was actually the, that one part was real, real confident to you guys, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Again, uh, directed at Mike and his staff, but uh, very, very nice quote. So there we go. I th I'm watching both these games live. Um, dude, Virginia Tech might like be trying to just collect all the targeting fouls uh, on on the day. They, they had one, and you know I hate the targeting penalty. I think it's just a made-up nonsense. Mm -hmm. They had one tonight that was an old-school kill shot. I was like, ooh. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, yeah, just a true freshman safety just lines this dot guy up and just launches on a slant. It was, uh, it was very much like 2007 Steelers-esque. I was like, okay, that's – yeah. Trying to hurt somebody there. Uh, what uh, do you know the score of the uh, state versus southern game? By I chance? do. It's thirty-four to seven, southern. Oh, okay. All so, right. Uh, state has moved the ball effectively a little bit. They've, they've not really finished in the red zone. And uh, dude, Southern's not a bad team when they're not getting overwhelmed on the O line. Like JMU crushed them, yeah. but like JMU has real NFL players on the D line. Uh, yeah, this is Georgia State. I think six and one, the best start ever in their program history. So. They, they are, yeah. Coming back to, I I had to lock up Georgia Southern Day on the Cover Three Locks Pod though. I was like, uh, yeah. I, 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 I've got friends of mine on both those staffs, and uh, that's 
interesting. So good for them. Um, one thing that uh, that has not been disappointing, our prize picks performance, dude, just continues to roll on, continues to be a lot of fun. Promo code NOLCAST gets you that 100% deposit match bonus for first-time depositors. Play responsibly. I'd like to use prize picks uh, to basically have more fun on game day, right? And if you win a little, little cash, that doesn't, doesn't hurt either. They are typically late to put up Florida State lines. Uh, we do have a couple tonight, though, so we'll go over them. We'll give a pick or two we like, and we'll put out the official NOLCAST card on the NOLCAST Twitter account. Uh, so, Jordan Travis, more or less 263.5 pass yards. I don't know why it's defaulting to a different page. Okay. Uh, Jordan, more or less half rushing touchdown. Keon Coleman, 63.5 receiving yards. Uh, Keon Coleman, half receiving touchdown more or less, and Trey Benson, 70 and a half rushing yards, more or less. Mm, okay. <laughs> They're giving us a Keon Coleman number that does not start with an, an eight or a nine. Uh, yeah, I would take those two middle I would lean over. The, the outer edges, I would stay away from the first one in general, just let that play out, and yeah, yeah we'll figure out whatever on the last one. Tend to agree. Uh, so I think Dominic Lovett could have a nice uh, game this weekend for Georgia against the Gators. Um, Florida has had problems against slot receivers this year, and that's primarily where where UGA likes to play him uh, in the slot. So give those two recommendations now. We'll wait to drop an official card because um, they just dropped these FSU ones, it looks like, right before we came on the air. So I didn't really have time to, to do all of the numbers on that. Uh, I have a stay away. I, we've been playing that Oklahoma State back some, um, but I don't know if I want to play him because Cincinnati's run defense is kind of sneaky good. So uh, with that, let's uh, – yeah, the chat is agreeing. Take take Coleman to have more than 63 and a half yards. I, I, I do agree, honestly. Like, it's Keon Coleman. He Sometimes he can get that one play. So a little Wake Forest. Wake Forest, man. Yeah. Um Bold One of the programs that uh, kind of wake Syracuse, I put in similar, you know, not that they were like devastated by transfers, but I just think maybe a hard time for some of these types of programs to hold players year over year. We'll see whether or not that that's comes to fruition, but um, I, I have a ton of respect admire wake. It's a small college. They, they bought into football in their own unique way. Um, and have probably maximized, and I'm not trying to speak down to anybody, but have probably maximized whatever they could possibly be. Um, I do feel like at Wake, you've got like two to three year windows where maybe you can, maybe you've got some guys that you've been able to develop and are in the program, and maybe you got fortunate on a either a skill receiver here or a quarterback or a you know special player on defense or something like that, and you can put together a really competitive team and either an ACC conference uh, structure when that existed or otherwise a long way away saying, I don't think this is one of those years. I think Wake's going to struggle a little bit um, in general moving forward. And um, I know all the ghost of Wake Forest and the things that have happened when, when going up there in particular, I just, uh, just be surprised if, if this, this week is, is one of those times. So. I, I, I started the week a little concerned, and then the more I watched Wake and really dug in, I, I'm i coming to you, man. 
I, I am. Quick little stats rundown on Wake. Uh, Wake is still very much uh, alive for a bowl. They're like 50-50 basically after having a ridiculous win last week over Pitt where Pitt had two personal foul penalties and then their quarterback was running to ice the game. He has the first down locked up and he starts to slide right before uh, the down marker. So uh, they have to punt. And Wake is playing a third-string quarterback who we don't know if he's going to play this weekend. They said that Griffiths returned to practice. Wake does not have to win out to make a bowl. They have to win two more games. After FSU, it's at Duke, NC State, at Notre Dame, at Cuse. We are currently, as we record this, watching Cuse uh, lose 33 or 32 to 3 to the Hokies in Blacksburg on a Thursday night. Kind of kind of had a problem there uh, for them. But that is off a of bye week, so a little disappointing for, for Cuse, clearly, to uh to put up that kind of effort off a of bye week. Anyway, Wake's four and three. The, the only I mean, they had one loss that they lost by 14 to Georgia Tech. That was a pretty close game. It was a pick six at the end that really kind of blew it open. You know, the the, the Vatech game, I honestly think, was much closer than the score. It was 30, 30 to 13. That was like a kick return and an, another thing. And it was – I think their defense is probably legitimately decent. We'll get into that. Man, I kind of want to start on the offense, though. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not seeing it. They, yeah, this is not great looking. Yeah, I think, uh, and this is a Bud Elliott thought that I'm repackaging for for my own uh, sake of analysis. So I give you credit, and I, I think it's only been, I've only believed it to be more true the more that I've had a chance to look at Wake. Yeah, there might be times where Florida State struggles a little bit, whether it just be you know a Saturday night game. Um, Wake, I said this a couple weeks ago. When after talking to a couple of people on the Clemson staff, like Wake is like a legitimate energy vortex, particularly at noon. Like you may start slow. I think the same thing is the case with with Pitt. Is my point here? I just don't know. Both of these offenses are at a place where I'm not certainly not encouraging it, not trying to speak it into existence. But yeah, I don't know that you have to come out of the gates at full speed. And you know, I mean, you may be able to be less than uh, less than perfect or even less than very good and kind of be able to just make your way through the next two weeks because of the offense limitations of these programs. So, yeah, not only am I trying to just go ahead and skip forward through tonight's preview, but I'm, I'm trying to do two weeks at once. Uh, so I'm a little more worried about Pitt just because it is back to back road games. You have the look ahead factor to Miami. Like, mm. Pitt has a little more physicality than Wake does overall. And, and Wake did beat Pitt. That was. Look, it, if the third stringer plays, FSU will crush them. Like I, I, I don't have any confidence that that Santucci, who's the third stringer, is going to be able to string together, you know, four quarters of good play. Mm -hmm. Griffiths, the starter, got really dinged up when he went out against the Hokies. If he plays, he has had some good moments this year, and I don't think all their struggles are on him. There are some real problems that they have, right? So they don't hit explosive plays like at all. Okay. Just not at all. Uh, they're outside the top 120 in like all of the explosive metrics. So that's not really great. The run game is kind of the best thing they do, but it's not enough to carry them necessarily. The pass game has been a total train wreck overall. Uh, 
they have not been able to hit the explosive plays that Wake usually hits on the early downs. Like off the run fake stuff, people just ain't buying what they're selling this year. Like mm-hmm. they they just sit on it. Wake had some real losses off last year's team, to your point that I think really impact where they are right now. Uh, they you know lost a really good receiver, obviously. And then pull up my I keep season-long notes on all 133 teams for uh, research purposes. Shocking development, yes. Um, uh, some of them are better than others. Like if I know they're in the ACC, I have a little better notes. I, I don't have like you know great New Mexico notes always. But all right, so for the year they've lost their offensive lineman Sharp. They've lost receiver Donovan Green, who's pretty huge, uh, and then they've had a bunch of other injuries as well, including you know first and second string quarterbacks and as sean pointed out in the chat like last year they had at perry going back to the spring though i noticed something about this football team and i i was reading cam lemons uh over at um our wake forest 24 7 sports site and he was explaining like how kind of beat up that their o-line got not not injured but just like taken care of that their o-line got in the spring game and red flags started going off for me. Alarm bells started going off. And I said, wait a second. It's a Wake team that lost like a third or fourth round pick at D-tackle. It's a Wake team that lost their best edge rusher to Oklahoma in the transfer portal. And they lost another guy as well. Let's play the odds game. What are the odds that Wake Forest, with the way they recruit, and we know defensive line recruiting translates heavily to defensive line success. Sometimes it's, you know, Guys just get developed, but usually it's like, oh, the guy that's really, really freaking like big and also like faster than you expect him to be is good at defensive line. Oh, shocking. I'm like, what are the odds that they have a bunch of just new studs to roll in? And what are the odds that they just have offensive line problems? And I think the way this season has played out, uh, they have some offensive line problems and some offensive personnel problems that, that Clawson just, um, has trouble coaching around that there are some of these offenses, man, that are kind of like, I don't want to call them scams because that's not it. I think it's freaking brilliant what they do actually with, with the personnel they have and, and what they do. But like there are certain offenses where you, you find an inefficiency or two that you can exploit and you spam the hell out of it. Right. And you see those offenses and yet, they hit a critical, like there's a sort of like a boiling point theory. If you go up against a certain level of athlete, it just like they, they can't spam that all day. Kansas, when they played Texas, I talked about this on cover three, like Kansas does a great job running all their stuff against the big 12. And I think that staff is freaking geniuses. And the last two times they played Texas, they've lost by 40 a pop because the, the, the speed differential is just a different level of athlete. And I don't think Texas is like super motivated to play Kansas. Old Dominion kind of fits into this. Utah State, if you watch any Mountain West, like some of the teams running this old like Baylor Bryles stuff kind of fits into this type thing. Um, Wake, to me, has real offensive line problems. They are 119th in pressures allowed. They're 93rd in blown block rate in the run. They're 120th in blown block rate, include like pass and run, which should tell you how bad they're, they're their pass block, blocking rate is. I mean, it, it's exceptionally bad. Almost 10% of their dropbacks end up in scrambles, which is definitely not ideal. They are 129th in sacks per dropback. 
they are literally dead last in the country in sack rate on standard downs. I mentioned they're not hitting those explosive plays on, on early downs. It's not for lack of holding the ball. They're clearly holding the ball, waiting for an open up, and they're still ain't happening. 119th in passing down sack rate allowed, so you can get to them on third down. 100, 103rd in pressure rate allowed. And I think it gets worse, actually, because, I mean, they're they're fifth in the country in average starting field position for the offense. Like, this thing could be materially worse if the defense had not forced turnovers and set them up in really great position, right? Oh, also, teams play a ton of man coverage against them. I think that's one of the reasons why they're struggling so much this year is that teams just line up and say, hey, we're going to play man against you until you can prove you can beat it consistently. Can, can you? And the receivers are are decent. They're not amazing. And for the most part, they can't beat good man coverage. Um, so, look, man, if you're a defensive lineman, it's a good day to go get some sacks. Good day to go. Pad your if professional resume. If it's not Griffiths, I think you're going to see a hell of a lot of quarterback run and just get the hell out of there mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, they they did not last week. They didn't really run their offense. Like they, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't what they normally run. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like design QB run. I don't think they trust the third stringer to to operate it. So if he has to play, I do think. I mean, it's it's not uh, it's not great. Sir Nasty Nate says, but can their offensive line hold? That's the real question. That actually is a, a pretty important question. That is an important week, question. Right? Uh, bunch of different comments previously about like the rivalry aspect of this not so much rivalry but just you know wake winning some games and whenever wake managed to beat you at florida state's got a little bit of a particular sting to it although they have it's by no means it's a once off they've done it many times over the past uh 15 years or so but uh I don't know that this is a game that like anybody on that roster really like circles per se, you know, like you've got a lot of transfers. It's not like, I mean, obviously you lost last year and that was very frustrating, but uh, I don't know that this is a, a team that like this team has been itching to get back at or something like that. I I don't, I've never got that impression, put it that way. So probably more of something in the fan base and maybe in some of the coaches than particular player motivated or, or player expectations. Yeah, totally agree. Um, doesn't mean you have to come out and have a poor effort, obviously, right? Like you, you only get 12 of these a year. You'd like to have a good effort. Every one. Is there a real reason to believe this is going to be one of your 12 best games of the year? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but I think this should be a continued game of low points allowed. Like you, you should hold them to, single-digit number or low teens, barring a short field-type score, honestly. Like, you know, 7, 10, 13-type thing, maybe. Um, They're also uh, really quite bad in the red zone. I mean, 133rd in red zone touchdown touchdown rate. You know how many teams we have in the FBS this year? 133. So that is dead. That's DFL. Dead. Last in the nation, and and now granted, like some of that's a little random, but when you pair that with how bad are the O line stats? Can they run the ball in short yardage? You know, uh, how much havoc are they giving up 
it does correlate. Like if you're a really bad, really bad team like that, you're not going to be a great red zone team. So maybe you could tell me their true talent levels more like the 90th or whatever. But from what I've watched, um, yeah, um, they're God, they're a frustrating watch on offensive. If you're a wake fan, for sure. Yeah. Especially with, with what you've seen, you know, prior. Kevin ask a, uh, Great question with a particular amount of snarkiness. Uh, are we worried about having to go up against one of the fastest growing growing brands in the country? Uh, yeah, that's very funny. Very funny. I don't think that's quite played out uh, in any metric that could be found this year, but uh, it's good. As another uh, listener or commenter shenanigans said, went from uh, 10 fans to 20 fans, 100% growth year over year, which uh, when the pie is small, you can you can grow it a little bit quicker. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's go ahead and thank our friends at the Legendary Team, Legendary Home Loans. That's Chad and Shannon do a tremendous job. When you're going to purchase a home, it might be kind of stressful, you know, for you. Not 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 the easiest thing to do in the world, and it's going to be your biggest expense of probably of your life up to that point. Certainly of every month. Chad and Shannon are there to make it easy for you. Eight four four FSU loan. I've used it twice. Noelcast listeners have used it well over five hundred times now. That's because they just have great customer service, great rates, knowledge of the industry, and, and they they treat everybody, you know, just best they possibly can. So can't recommend them enough. They do a great job for our audience and for all Knowles out there. 844 FSU loan is the number to call. Um, you want to talk a little wake defense? Wake defense, yes. Um stronger side of the ball. Not just kind of what I would consider a average to slightly above average ACC defense, bud. You're you're going to be more informed than Wake than I am, but that's just kind of my general perception uh, of them as I look at it. A uh, couple nice players, but again, a unit that uh, that you should do particularly well with, and depending on who's healthy and who can go, not a unit that I could see really matching up with a whole lot of what you have on the outside, but. It's just kind of a lazy cut and paste comment when you've got guys like Keon, you know, you're just going to be able to say that about damn near every, every team you run up against, certainly in conference play. I, I agree with that. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see the Keon matchup today. Like I, I granted, I think he'll win it, but they had this kid, Caitlin Carson, pretty good corner, man. Like, I don't know if he's, a, if he's like a surefire draft guy, but he's, he's covered really well so far this year. So this is going to be a nice, a, a nice test for Keon, a, one that I expect him to pass, but I, I don't think he's just going to like toast him on every single play. Maybe, maybe he will, uh, but it, if I'm Jordan, I'm looking Keon's way uh, pretty early. Obviously, we saw Johnny Wilson go down. You know, you, you saw Destin Hill go down. I think a lot of our chat, you know, has already seen you know Hakeem out. So uh, that that that's pretty well known at this point, I think. So I mean, that's uh, those are you know, a number of your targets, right? Who, uh, I mean, I, I just read the tea leaves. I wouldn't really expect to play, uh, but that means you have some opportunities for for some other guys in the receiving core opposite of Keon. Maybe it's nice, you know, Kentron Day or Darion or Jakai. It, retention is is a good thing, man, because a lot of a lot of you've retained a lot of talent on this roster. Who I think, you know, do we do we super trust them? I don't know. Would they start at other pro programs? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely they would. Yeah. Um, you know, offensive line saw a bunch of stuff get, you know, get mixed up last week. 
think you got buyers, you know, I mean, bless. That's, that's kind of, kind of what you want there. You know, Maurice, I think they're going to be healthy enough on the O line to to have a good to, to have a decent day on the offense at least. Um, I would anticipate that this offense is able to have some short fields against Wake, either via you know, stops or um, you know short yards, turnovers, whatnot. Wake does have some interesting guys though. Like they they play pretty smart defense for the most part, and yet they've had some some issues. Uh, so, on the year, they give up a lot of explosive plays. A lot. But they do a decent job on stopping you down to down, which, hey, FSU's offense gets stopped down to down, probably a little more than you than you want. And, uh, you know, you, you still are really, really good because you hit explosive plays quite a bit. Um, pass D for them is better than it, kind of seems but their run D actually has been legitimately pretty good you know we'll uh we'll we'll see sorry Give me more. Uh, oh okay no nothing no, nothing I, I thought we had to do some kind of emergency show we do not uh, <laughs> good deal um, they're not real big up front. They do shoot gaps pretty well. I think when they don't get there is, is when some of their explosive runs uh, have been given up on the year. So could be a good day for, you know, for Trey or Rodney or, or somebody to hit an explosive run on them. Uh, could also be a really nice tight end day. Honestly, I, I was hoping to see uh, Jaheim Bell on prize picks. FSU's clearly uh, looking to, to you know, get the ball to him more. He, they thought he had a, you know, some quality blocks there, right? against uh, uh against duke excuse me so i this is probably not going to be a go out and score every single drive type thing i don't think it's a game where you're going to hang 50 but and we could sit here and talk about oh you know o-line got hurt in you know, the last game and receivers got hurt last game and stuff and you still got Keon, you still got jordan Still got five of the seven alignment you feel pretty good about playing. I mean, it's an ACC game. Uh, uh, Mike's offenses typically roll out and score more than 30. You know, just inevitably, he's going to find ways. It, it, it seems like they come at you in waves, right? You know, that's... Oh, uh, one other thing I want to note. Just as I think their offensive scoring in the red zone, their lack of it is unsustainable. There's no real reason for me to believe that Wake Forest uh, should be fifth in the country in goal-to-go rate touchdowns allowed. Like, I do not see any reason for this defense to be that damn good in the red zone, right? Red zone touchdown rate allowed, seventh in the nation. Mm -hmm. I think what we have is, let's play a game. Who's best quarterback Vanderbilt's played so far? Pitt's back up, Hokies back up, Kay Klubnik, kid at Georgia Tech, Haynes King, Old Dominion's quarterback, who I think might have been Hayden Wolf in that game, but they, they rotate a bunch, and I, I don't actually know who it was. Vanderbilt or Elon. Okay. So I think you subbed Vanderbilt for Wake at the beginning part of this. Uh, oh, okay. 
as you threw that out there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was a wildly impressive knuckle crack, by the way. Uh, oh, thank you. That's that's you're not playing around. Um, yeah, best quarterback because uh, I kept sitting there waiting for you to list Georgia Tech or uh, UGA's kid uh, when you said Vanderbilt originally, but um. Yeah, no, no real contender at that list, in my opinion. I'm certainly not giving you Haynes King, uh, at George Tech, or too many other options. So, yeah, all of those offenses pretty much are offenses that either logically make sense they would struggle themselves in the red zone, Georgia Tech because they don't really have a good O line at all, o- ODU, which is really spammy. Just it, it's kind of some of that that Baylor stuff, and if they can't throw those go balls uh, after spreading you out. You sort of see a little of that, you know, pit. Oh, lights turned out. Yeah. I think the lights might turn out for, for Wake Forest being a top 10 red zone defense in the country in uh, this this weekend. I, I just, I don't know. I, I look I look at the stats. I watch the stuff. It's like, I don't really see any real reason why this is a top 10 red zone defense. You want to tell me like top 40 or something? All right, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you got some quick defensive linemen causing problems. Secondary is certainly not bad. But I don't know about that. Yeah. Just speaking from a broad perspective, um, well, speaking from a broad perspective, would encourage you to partner with our friends at Congruity who can broadly address your business, look at any kind of opportunities for improvement, search for optimization. Congruity has been fantastic for the humble Nolcast and many other seminal affiliated businesses. CongruityHR.com is the website. CongruityHR.com backslash Knowles is the uh, FSU specific page. And as always, welcome to reach out to me and I'm happy to put you in touch with our man, Matt Lewis. Uh, Yeah, speaking broadly, I would hope that you use this opportunity to try to develop your run game. I don't, you know, look, you're never going to be able to line up against the Georgia's, Bama's, Michigan's of the world, et cetera, and, and run. But, you know, you can continue to try to find whatever it is your kind of ultimate identity is in your run game try to figure out what you can do with this personnel, optimize this personnel. Uh, it's a good opportunity to do that, in my opinion, here. Uh, you never want to play, like, to protect yourself, but I don't know that you need to open up Jordan to a whole lot here in this game. Uh, if you can get Agreed. him through this game and pit and have a Jordan that can just go out there and pull the plug and leave everything out on the field for the Miami game, uh, you know, that's that's feeling like, if you can get through that, then maybe you can get through the regular season. Obviously, that's being very presumptuous at this point, but um, you know it is appearing as though it's going to boil more and more down to that game. So, uh, just speaking loosely, there, I think you can establish a run. You can lean on some of the absurd skill that, even with some of the names that you mentioned, uh, could be missing from a skill position standpoint. Uh, you're still going to be able to go out there and beat wake on the perimeter. So uh, curious to see what the offense looks like, but I think you can keep it simple and uh, incorporate your tight ends and, and be pretty dominant in this game. So I, I, I tend to agree with you there. Um, I, yeah. We're, we're going to see how well wakes backers cover. We're, we're going to see how well their, their corners are other than, than Carson cover. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to look. Right. I, I, I do think though, do you need style points? Not if you go undefeated. I don't know if you saw the video I put out. The odds of everybody going undefeated, like mm-hmm. having five undefeated Power Five champs, is about five thousand to one. 
Yeah, so not, that would not, not be my concern. My concern would be that a team would get Georgia in the SEC game, uh, and sure. and that's where you might get in a little bit of trouble. Uh, if you're a one-loss team, you mean? Like even, if you're undefeated, um, even if you're no, undefeated, even if you're undefeated, you you think one loss Georgia could get in over undefeated FSU? I don't. Yes, think so. I do. Oh, yeah, I mean, cool. Who's I think a one loss Bama who beats Georgia could would get put in as well. I'm, well, I mean, it's uh, maybe I'm being crazy conspiratorial. I I do though, I do. All right, so I'm just trying to think, trying to think who their wins are over. Florida, if, if if FSU goes undefeated, UF will not be ranked mm-hmm. for either, right? Georgia's Auburn, wins, yeah. Georgia's yeah, that's what I'm saying. A, like Georgia's, Georgia's going to have resumes. to get benefit of the doubt and the fact that they're two-time national champion, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, no, they're not going to have any wins to point to. They're not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you there. My my argument is that if uh, Bama comes in uh, and gets that, that yeah, I'd be worried. I'd, I'd be I'd be worried about how how you've looked throughout the course of the year. Yeah, I would have zero worries about a twelve and one non champ Georgia going over an undefeated FSU. Okay, like per, just I I don't think they could do that because they know Bama's down too. Like Bama has a ten point loss at home to Texas, mm-hmm. and then your wins are what? Like we're assuming that the loss is to Bama in the title game, right? If it's LSU, then obviously. No argument because mm-hmm. you FSU smoked the team that would have beaten you. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I that's an interesting scenario, but I don't really think it's like what are Georgia's odds of winning the SEC versus winning versus making the playoff? Right. I mean, we can kind of compare there. That's that's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that this is like uh, the best metric, but I saw where what ESPN had. I think Georgia and Alabama at the same metric, the same percentage to win the SEC. Yeah, I don't think that's what. Uh... All right, so Vegas has it: Georgia minus one forty-five uh, to win the SEC, uh, and Georgia minus one ninety to make the playoff. So, like somewhat more likely to make the playoff than the SEC. But I think a lot of that's factoring in the one-loss stuff, mm-hmm. right, personally. Um, I still think the odds that we have two SEC teams in are really pretty low, uh, personally. I, and if we had like five under, if we had four undefeateds and that one-loss scenario, I think FSU's resume is going to be a hell of a lot better than what, what Oklahoma has, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because – Oklahoma doesn't play Kansas State. So there, I mean, OU schedule is basically like it's Texas twice. Right. Which is impressive, but probably less impressive the second time you beat them. And then, I mean, it's Arc State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincy, Iowa State, Texas, like we talked about, UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU. If we have an Oklahoma podcast, I'd be a little more worried. I think. No, it's it's good points. Good points. And maybe I'm just uh I don't know. Maybe it we seems, do the style points though. Seems sometimes I don't know. yeah, I'm of the opinion, mind you. Uh logic as you just dictated over the last three minutes would perhaps insinuate or point to the fact that you don't, but um 
yeah. Anyways, this is a no, it's kind fun. of rambling uh, one no, off no, here. I, I, I think this is something that like maybe a lot of fans haven't thought about. Yeah. Um, let me see. An interesting question here. Uh, Blue Chicken says, is anyone FSU staff going to get them caught up in the Michigan stuff? Well, FSU's made like almost zero staff changes, right? I mean, they <laughs> lost Kenny. Nobody to my knowledge who they brought in has been associated with Michigan in any way. Uh, we got a whole lot of people asking, do you think FSU steals signs? Every team out there tries to steal signs. Not every team is running a huge operation where they are sending people to 40 or 50 games uh, in a season. That, like I talked to a lot of coaches, like we definitely know about teams that like send people to opposing people's like facilities to try to video stuff, like from parking garages, you know, try to hack their, their digital stuff, all, all that kind of stuff or stuff you, you hear about. Definitely like, I'll tell you once we get off the air, um, but like there's a coach we kind of knew was going to get fired, but like the guy that he fired went and spent the week with another coach's staff. Uh, and then that team, you know, had 700 uh, yards uh, on them and got, and got the guy fired or about 700. So okay. look, I, first of all, I'm not really sure what's going to happen to Michigan anyway. Uh, I don't know that there's actually a, a real penalty for that. Do I think good teams steal signs? Yes, I do. And they should. Not in the legal way, obviously. Uh, but didn't Mike work for Todd Graham? Mm -hmm. Like Todd Graham is a notable guy who's like right. very well known for stealing signs. It, you can like there's the famous clip of Mike Leach giving him the signs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, well, he's trying to steal him. So um yeah, I mean, look. Doesn't FSU shut out like every opponent in the second half? Basically, uh, you, you'd hope that they have really good people like like watching down there during the first half, figure it out, right? Like that's just the thing you do. I, I, Stephen Godfrey's article in the Washington Post, you know, recalls like two years ago, he sees a, a coaching buddy of his, and they in the same elevator on the way down from halftime. He's like, "Oh, what are you doing up there?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just stealing signs today. I'm I'm I'm, I'm the guy that, that that decodes them, and then we're gonna go you know, talk about them at halftime and use them in the second half." So yeah, guys, sign stealing is, is is a big part of the sport. It doesn't give you an enormous edge because the other people can get your stuff too, but it's not nothing. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, for sure. Uh, what about one lost Michigan, Ohio state and undefeated champ? Uh, look guys, I don't think undefeated power five champ is going to get left out of the playoff in favor of a one loss non champ. Okay. It, it, we've never had voting really anywhere close to that. Uh, is it possible? Sure, it's it's entirely possible. Um, JJ McCarthy, uh, did JJ McCarthy get that much better? I I think he actually did. Yeah, uh, last year he was number one in the nation in play action or quarterback rating off play action, but like fifty fifth without play action. And this year I think he's first. So a decent little jump uh, <laughs> in just regular drop back passing and killing it. So uh, yeah, that's that's pretty. Pretty solid. Two score game in the uh state versus southern. So Ooh, okay. moving moving back. Interesting. Um yeah, 37 21. Georgia Southern does not have a whole lot of defense. So it, up to 37. Okay. But they oh, yeah, they don't yeah. have a lot of defense. They they just kicked a field goal since my app is updated. So okay. This running back they got, man, is pretty good. This Jalen White kid for for Southern is uh, is a good back. Oh, we we didn't talk um 
a ton. I should probably note, I, I do think that that Wake Forest, like the backs, they, they run hard. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're good backs. They'll, they'll, I don't think this is going to be a thing where you get 17 tackles for loss. I do think a good defensive effort for FSU is is 10 plus tackles for loss, though, honestly. Yeah. In, in this game. I mean, Pitt had nine, Old Dominion had like 12. Um, the uh, Claiborne kid at running backs, good for them. Kind of, it seems like yeah. Wake always has a little bit of a fire hydrant type running back uh, on their roster. And that kid's, you know, I don't know, 100% dude. 5'9, 205 or whatever. Just kind of a little stout. Stout guy. We did not get a prediction yet. Uh, the chat wants a prediction, which we will prediction. get. Uh, but we need what's, to talk. What's the about, spread here? Uh, the spread is twenty and a half, and I think forty nine. Okay. Okay. I think that reflects how many tackles for loss Wake Wake has been giving up, uh, and FSU has a pretty <laughs> legit defensive front. Um, you know, if you're Pat Payton, if you're Jared Verse, you're seeing dollar signs. Farmer. So. Farmer. Love it. Fisk. Fisk. Maybe we get yeah. a big Fisk sack game, dude. Yeah, Fisk. Could, this could be a, a highlight for Mr. Fisk. I could see it. What's the most FSU tackles for loss they've got in the game this year? It's got to be Southern Miss, right? Yeah. I mean, you would think. Probably. Yeah. Um. All right. I will go. I'm going to go 35-7. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I just – I do think that Florida State's defense should dominate this this Wake offense. This is by far the best defense Wake has seen other than the Clemson game. And that was, you know, before the, the quarterback got dinged up. So, um, yeah, I, I think you should, you should be able to hold them uh, to something pretty low and get some good field position off it too. Um. Yeah, I like to try to go before you, bud. Uh, 40, 41 to 10, 42 to 10, somewhere in that area. So, yeah. And that's now, in your opinion, is that like FSU comes out and plays his A game, or is that more like they get stops and field position type scores? I think they, they get no stops, ball. but they just continue to, to beat on them a little bit. You get to play some of the younger kids. Um, you just yeah. have a higher level of athlete, and the deeper you get into the roster, the more disparity there is at this point with weight. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's a beautiful uh, masterpiece by any means, but yeah, I think you get in the low 40s and keep them somewhere around 10. I think we have some congruity on that prediction. There you go. There you go. Uh, always want to thank our friends at Madso Township, Charlie Park, Charlie Park, fantastic spot. One of my quickly becoming my favorite places to go when I'm in Tallahassee. Uh, I got a note from the hotel that I stay at that I'm like in my 50s uh, of night stayed in Tallahassee at a hotel. So I'm, I'm starting to really learn the the landscape down there at a level that never have previously. And there is no greater option than Charlie Park right up there by the AC Hotel, Cascade Park, um, Cascades Park. Fantastic place. Take the elevator up. There you are in a place unlike any other to be found in Tallahassee. So Charlie Park, Rooftop Bar, big thank you to Matthew Thompson and his team, Matt Thompson and his team, uh, for the constant level of support that they've given us ever since we uh, first started talking about this project in the uh, middle of the 2000 teens. Absolutely. 
uh, Madso meet up for the Miami game? Maybe so. That'd be cool. Uh, I will. Uh, we'll. we'll uh, that, that could be possible. Could we get Tate a screen pass for a fifty-yard touchdown? The chat wants to know. I think it's possible, and they want a yards per play uh, prediction. Yeah, yeah, cool. we should bring that back. I was let's, let's do that. I enjoy doing that. All right, so uh, let, me, let me think about this. A yards per play prediction. I, I, I agree, we should have it. Uh, I think FSU's goal should be to hold Wake to a yards per play uh, under three point eight. So, you know, if, if they run seventy plays. Mm-hmm. Like definitely under 300 yards, um, and for the Knowles, let's say, let's say a solid six. I agree with you on maybe the establish the run type stuff. So, you know, six or more, under four or more, good yards for play goals are uh, are solid. Yeah, or you are going to pit. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, dude, didn't head up to pit. I think I'm gonna see every game this year, but Boston College. What's so. the weather? Uh, well, considering if you played at Boston College, you might just have to have you go to every game like for forever. Right. <laughs> thanks, Bud. Yeah. Actually, yeah, thanks, Bud. I, I not not like that at all. Uh, is Brock Glenn healthy again? I think he's. Uh, I think he's on the verge. I don't know if he's fully clear. Uh, coach yeah. is. Uh, coach is pretty honest and upfront about that stuff, and and definitely the uh, the voice of injury. So, I still don't think he's like ahead of rot of Tate though, as far as like. If we want to talk long term, I think we can so, definitely talk long term. It's unfortunate for Brock. I, I, when at the time that Brock got injured, just one man's opinion, it felt like he was going to be the the guy who took the snap in Dublin uh, next year. And it yeah. felt like that's the the way that this was trending. So it may still be that way, uh, but hate it for the kid. Works real hard. Good dude. Uh, bright future. So very bright. Yeah. I, Feel pretty good about this team. Uh, feel good about this coaching staff overall. And uh, defense comes out, dominates Wake like they should. Gives the offense a lot, of, a lot of cracks at it. And, uh, <laughs> Did you see? I got it, man. When coaches funny, it kills me. Did you see Atkins's comment about PFF? Uh, uh, yes. He said, "I've got a friend who runs a full time land service, <laughs> landscape service, and uh, <laughs> and is a, a film grader for PFF. So do of that what you want." It's uh, absolutely hilarious. I told um, my buddy who's an O-line coach, right, Who, what what he said. No, no. He's like, man, I freaking love PFF. <laughs> because they say we're the best O-line in the league, and I'm not really sure there what time Now, look, uh, overall, like, PFF, PFF's more right than they are wrong. Yeah. on Like, yeah. on this whole for a season. For an individual game, eh, I don't know. Maybe not. So we'll there's see. a question about a TBE tailgate at Wake Forest. There's a um, there's nothing officially or formally the battle's end, but there is a um, Seminole. I think it's the Triad Seminole Club is having a tailgate uh, oh, cool. the morning of. So I'll uh, try to find that website and put it in the YouTube comments if uh, people are looking for them. Before we go, bud, you may recognize these. So I just want to show them off. It's what I got from our time in Tampa. Oh, uh, you remember this thing? This I saw this thing. And I was like, oh. Yes, sir. Derek Brooks. Brilliant. I got something that a good friend of mine and a listener, by the way, sent. Oh, there the, we go. I got the Bobby P. Dub and uh, Chris Winky one, too. So. Did, did, how, did, now, did you take those with you from that day, or, or did, did they FedEx? No, nah, I had to have them ship them up to me. I, uh, 
That's awesome. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't able to get all that much in my uh... – Shout out Hellquist on, on the uh, on, on shipping them out there. Yeah, brilliant. I had to, I, I, I owe somebody a Venmo, so I'll have to go find that. He but, was texting me now. He's like, hey, who would you take in this Syracuse game? I was like, I didn't bet anything in it, man. But like, if I had to, I guess Syracuse. <laughs> They're losing 35 to 10. So. Uh, Sorry, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very uh, – apologies there for that. Um, other interesting games – I mean, Miami's got UVA, Florida has Georgia. So we'll, we'll see how, how UF looks there. Um, interested to see what they look like against good passing offense because I don't really think South Carolina is, and South Carolina still moved it on pretty well. Tennessee has kind of shown to not be. And, uh, you know, oh, pick six, Georgia Southern, 20, uh, 43-21. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's toughy. That is a tough. How That's about, good night time. The chat's saying it's a terrible ball. I'm kind of curious. Oh wow, yeah, that is an exceptionally bad pass. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will concur. Ooh, pretty bad. Uh, um, that's pretty much it. I think just got to got to play, got to play at least your C game to keep moving on. I yep. think if you played your absolute F game and Wake just played out of their skull, like they're still a good enough coaching staff to pull some kind of miracle if you really play poorly. But yep. Homefieldapparel.com is the website. You can go to the Florida State tab, get a sweet bomber jacket, many other awesome apparel. Uh, keep them in the back of your mind as Christmas season comes up. Um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, things like that. They'll certainly have a lot of great deals. And uh, I'd say I'm fond of getting all sorts of people, particularly my mom and uh, now wife, that stuff. Great clothes, great quality stuff. Homefieldapparel.com, coupon code NOLCAST. 23 coupon code NOLCAST23 and uh, save an additional 15%. All right, man. Enjoy the weekend. Noon game. You're good for instant. I can do the instant. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Brilliant. All right, y'all. Hope to see y'all up there. I hope to be talking about Nate No football team. Let's do it. See you, man. Better, bro.